The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. What is up? Look at me coming with the energy. That's the most I got right there. Mm. Uh, Drink your coffee this morning. I know, right? <laughs> Welcome in to Texas Football Today, coming to you live from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Headquarters here in Louisville, Texas. I am Max Thompson. Uh, as usual, I'm hosting because Tepper is gone, and this is – you can just – look, for all the crap you give Tepper, he does this part well. Yeah, I don't he know. Is. What, he I, does. Don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh <laughs> But thank, thankfully today, I'm not uh, relying on two interns who are – they did a valiant job yesterday, uh, Matt and Ryan Harris. But today – But they're uh, interns. They're interns. Mm-hmm. Today in studio, the illustrious Matthew Stepp joins us along with, of course, Ishmael Johnson here to hey, save my ass as usual. <laughs> um, all right. First things first, because I forgot this yesterday. First four through the door. Oh. Yeah. Andrew Christensen, Miziel Romero, Daniel Agnew, and Joshua Vandercook. What is up, y'all? Um, Thank you for listening and watching. So today's episode is almost like entirely about, one, Matt Stepp is releasing his Texas high school football schedule, the games he will <laughs> attend this year, which is now like becoming a ritual for the season approaching. Uh, the number of people who ask us what games we are all going to never ceases to amaze me. People um, love us. People love you, Max. Not true. They love you. Uh, and today we're going to lean into that because they're going to have lots of stuff to share uh Lots of opinions to share about Matt's uh, game choices. I know you said officially you'll be releasing it this evening. Yeah. On, so, on the tweet machine. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to get off work and try to squeeze in a workout so I can try to not be incredibly fat before football season. <laughs> and then cook dinner because, you know, that's what I do. Right. And then, you know, t- tonight, you know, seven or eight, you know, after dark. Ooh. I like that there's no, I know, like there's no, uh, like hard line. You're just going to leave the people hanging. Yeah, yeah pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. Look, you know, just kind of look at Twitter. I'll, <laughs> I'll release it at some, f- the full schedule tonight at some point. So. Right. Which yeah. terrible games I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, let, let's just start there, okay. shall we? All right. All right. Uh, we're going to just dive right in. This is a mega mailbag. We're out, hard out at 1245, y'all. Yeah. So if you have, have questions, work. now's the time. But we're going to start before we really get into the games and, and talking about the ones you're going to go to. Tony Blaylock, our friend at TXHSFB, wants to know the general philosophy behind the Matt Step decisions on games he's going to. We've talked about this on the show before because the joke is always, I go for quality, you go for quantity. <laughs> I'm yeah. looking at, at potential state champion contenders. You are looking at everyone under the sun. Yes. So the floor is yours. Please explain the logic and all oh. the, the mechanisms going on in your head when you are trying to figure out what games you're going to, it's this basically year. just a map of Texas and I'm throwing darts at it, right? <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> so, like, oh, there's not a city there. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I've never been there before, you know. Uh, so, generally speaking, Thursdays and Fridays. So, I, as, for those of you who don't know, I have a day job. Like, I, you know, let me hide my name tag from my day job just in yeah. case. But I have a day job. So, Thursdays and Fridays, I'm a little limited on how far I can go outside of the Metroplex because I got to be at work the next day on, on Friday. And then, Friday afternoon traffic, I can't. If I get off work at 4, 4.30, I can't drive four hours to a game. I mean, this is not happening. So Thursday, Friday. Oh, that attitude. You're right, yeah. Generally speaking, um, I keep it fairly in the Metroplex within an hour or so. And then Saturdays um, are usually travel travel days, um, and I try to hit 
uh, Houston and San Antonio equally since they generally have most of the Saturday games. There's an occasional Valley game on Saturday that I'll go to um, or a real special occasion, El Paso or something. But no El, pa- no El Paso trip this year. <gasps> um, so For shame. Oh. You know, I've been to El Paso a so lot. much now that yeah, I've really have. pretty much seen just about everybody that plays in El Paso at least once. So um, – then outside of that, I try to hit stadiums and teams that I've never seen before mm-hmm. in person. So, um, for example, like you know, I'll say week one Thursday night. I've not I've not been to the new McKinney Stadium yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks very nice, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. So I'm going to go Thursday night and watch uh, Naaman Forest and McKinney Boyd in my season opener. So there's the fa- the fanfare there for Thursday night, the new the season opener. Never been to McKinney Stadium. Uh, an example of a game a little bit later in the year, I'm going to watch Pilot Point and Ponder uh, week week seven on a Friday night. Pilot Point's going to be a pretty decent 3A Division One team. I don't, I don't know if they're a state title contender. The issue with Pilot Point, we've been over this before, is like year in and year out, because of their location, district, all that stuff, they end up playing what ends up being mathematically one of the toughest schedules mm-hmm. in the state. And yep. so their numbers get artificially dragged down and – they're actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and they on paper they look really yeah. good this year. They have a lot back. Um, so I, I actually have never seen a Pilot Point game in person before, hmm. and I've never been to their stadium. Do you even it, care about football? I know, right? So I mean, GA more coached there. So I don't think I've ever actually been to the town of Pilot Point because it's t- Pilot Point's oh, wow. one of those places where unless you're going there, you're not going through there. You're not passing. It's not. It's not a pass through town. You got to be going to Pilot Point to get to Pilot Point. Yeah. So they're playing Ponder like on a Friday night. They'll probably roll Ponder. They're, they're going to be a heavy favorite, but I've never right. seen Ponder. So it's, it's I call it a trifecta. Mm-hmm. Two new teams and a new stadium. So that's, I always look for the trifectas, right? So yeah. that's that's an example of kind of ha- how I roll um, when I'm picking my games. So there's there's a little science to it. And, and, and I try to find the best game possible. Like on my Saturday trips, I try to go go to Houston when there's doubleheaders. Right? Right. I see a game in the afternoon and see a game in the evening. So that way I don't go to Houston very much. I don't live in Houston, so I try to get more bang for my buck seeing more games. Yeah. Cool. That makes sense. And look, here's the thing: I, as much crap as I give you for your for your selections, if you see that many games, you're gonna see some bangers. Yeah, yeah. Even if it wasn't what you were expecting, even yeah. if it's not between necessarily two playoff teams either. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like there was one game last yeah. year. It was like San Antonio Marshall and San Antonio Clark. Neither yeah. of them were, were great, mm-hmm. but it was a super competitive game, and it yeah. was a, it was a fun game. So, you know, that's okay. So that's kind of the general impetus between my uh, um, how I pick my games. Cool. So. Paul Roberts wants to know if you're fishing after the pilot point game. I guess there's good fishing up yeah, there. Yeah, Ray Roberts, Lake that's Ray Roberts. Right. Yeah, but I don't know if it's recommended to go fishing on that lake late at night. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's recommended. You got a lot so. of gators? Either that or tree stumps in the water. Mm. And I can't swim. That's on my Twitter profile. I <laughs> oh. cannot swim. <laughs> okay, well. I grew up actually, in the hood, it was on your Twitter We're profile. learning things every day as we go yeah, here. I can't uh, swim. Yeah, I think the second part of that was, uh, didn't McAuliffe want to know how you pull this off with a day job? I have a very flexible day yeah. job. So, yeah. uh, Can I, we I, say what your day job is? Rob Hathaway wants to know, and I don't want you to ha- – uh, You don't, I don't have to yeah. – Yeah, I, don't, I, won't, I work for a major financial institution, um, and I work in fraud. Yeah. I used to work in foreclosures, so I just love sunshine and daffodils at work all the time, right? <laughs> foreclosures and fraud. Uh, uh, but I've been there a long time. I'm uh, going on 15 years in February that I've been employed by this company, and I've managed to work the way up the corporate ladder a little bit, yeah. uh, stabbing a few people in the back. No, just kidding. <laughs> but I've worked my way up the ladder a little bit, and I have <laughs> a decent amount of uh, you know, flexibility, we'll say. Yeah. So. yeah. 
they call you uh, cutthroat step around the office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People yeah, people yeah. are always watching their back when they walk. Cause yeah. I've got I've got yeah. the the knife, <laughs> you know, strategically placed at the desk, so I can stab somebody <laughs> in the back and, and climb my way up the corporate ladder even more. By the way, after hearing all your logic and the places you're going, Coach Scholes at Splendora says you need to come to Splendora. Well, Coach, you know, uh, now. I have told Coach Coach Schultz that uh, if he scheduled a Saturday game, I would go. And then he scheduled one last year, but I think I went to a different game. So <laughs> sorry, Coach. I, I I do need to make it to Splendora. So, but hey, Mike Peters at Fort Stockton, who is one of our yep. interviews that will yep. be on THSCA, yep. he scheduled a rando Saturday game like yep. three years ago, and Tepper was giving me the business about being at this game because it was like Uvalde and Fort Stockton. <laughs> In Fort Stockton, mind you, and he's like, "What the hell are you doing at that game?" I was like, "It's Uvalde in Fort Stockton. Why wouldn't I be here? <laughs> this is I'm completely on brand I'm for me." I'm going out there. <laughs> That's when I fussed at Coach Peters for buying me lunch at Tacos OJ before the game, and then when I get into the stadium, there's there's a barbecue spread in the press box, uh, and I was too full to eat it. it lies. Was like torture, you, torture. You tried some of it. There's no way you didn't I try. Grabbed a thing of there it is. <laughs> yeah. I had, to I had to sample the brisket. Yeah, of course oh, you did. Right, right. I, look, I had to make sure it was good. I would yeah. be mad at you if you didn't. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> um, Mizael asked, Matt, if you could have any restaurant in this state relocate to DFW so you can go whenever you please, what would it be and why? Ooh. Uh, I would say it's got to be Mexican food. And it's probably going to be in the Valley. Um, my favorite spot in McAllen is Costa Mesa. Mm-hmm. Costa Mesa is pretty awesome. Like I took someone from San Antonio there, and he was like, you know, San Antonio. San Antonio yeah, they're, they're really—they're very yeah. defensive. Yeah, they he was like, flag. "This is really good." He's like, "This is the best Mexican food I've ever had in my life," Ooh. and I was like, "Okay, so this place is—it's not just the gringo talking here; it's legit, <laughs> right?" So you know, it's—it's it's really good. So Costa Mesa, McAllen, but there's several. I mean, I would like to locate Spanish flowers uh, to expand into Dallas Fort Worth. <laughs> um, I'd be okay with like some of the famous barbecue places expanding into the Metroplex, you know, you know, the more, the better. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you there. I have to give a special shout out to Ruben Rios, by the way, he t- took up some of the slack that I dropped from Tepper. A uh, happy 55th birthday to our host Coolio. Hashtag gangsta's uh, paradise. Yeah. Nice. nice. Uh, also 119 days of Thanksgiving. So yeah, there you go. very, very yeah. important that these things get checked off the list. Correct. Um, Cody Smith says, hello from SoCal. What do you see for the Daleon Bearcats this season with new head, new head coach and new offensive scheme? It's going to be it's gonna be tough because they graduated a good senior class last year. The quarterback, yeah. Kevin Yeager. Yeah. That's a guy he's like an incarnate word. He which is. At that level. Yeah. I, I talked to Eric Morris at Incarnate Word for the season preview for the magazine, and he's already talking about Kevin Yeager. Yeah. Really? Like, 2A huh. quarterback. He's like, we love him. So when you lose a yeah. kid like that yeah. at that level, yeah. I mean, that's pretty yeah. – and it's not like their district is real easy. You're right. looking at the armadillos of San Saba. Yeah, they started off really slow last year too. It mm-hmm. took a while before the their non district's really tough too. They, were, they yeah. I think they finished like nine and five last mm-hmm. year. I tough. expect them to go because they, they they were more of a slot T team before Jaeger came into the mix at quarterback, and okay. then when he got there, they moved to the spread offense. So I wonder if they'll go back to more because with the defensive coach, they may go back to more of a ground based. Offense. I wonder what offense. Now I'm, now I'm curious to see what offense they're going to run this season. <laughs> so let's see what offense the Deleon Bearcats are going to run. They are well, listed. What did they submit? They're listing as a multiple offensive formation. So we'll see. Their yeah. JV was five and five last year. They've got eight back on offense, but that's, that's pretty good. But losing the quarter, the trigger yeah. man is going to be really, really. It's never easy. Yeah. Um, we see their schedule. Schedule's schedule, tough. Schedule's it tough. It is tough. Schedule. Yeah. yeah. And you got San Saban, and you know they always, uh, you know, 
we never listen to Delbert Kelman his question. He always tells us he always tells they're gonna be terrible. And He's the they worst. always end up being either decent. Most years really good, and yeah. even in a bad year, they're still decent. So yeah, it's uh, Delbert is one of those ones that we've just learned can't be trusted Mm-mm. really no we um, he's a man you cannot trust when it comes to his opinions no. on his own team you can no. trust him on anything else just about <laughs> yeah it, not just, his own just team. Not that. I, I trust a man who still faxes his questionnaires in right delbert kelm is old school <laughs> this is the most complicated i love andrew christensen but this is the most complicated question he's ever sent in so oh, we'll try Ish, to this is you this is on you no this is this is definitely pointed <laughs> at uh i guess both of you but most i'm sure mostly step if you were on death row but were released for the last day to go to one high school game with one corresponding restaurant, where would you go? It is, ba- is it based upon the stadium or the teams? A game th- – is it this year or like a game in general or like a I team? Think it's, I, think it's, I think you're talking traditional rivalry, something okay. like that, and then there's a restaurant nearby. And we're assuming the, the restaurant's the last meal because yes. – I mean. <sighs> So you gotta pick a good restaurant wow. too. Yeah. Like if I could order my death row restaurant. I said it was a complicated question. So a stadium and then a yeah. rival. Oh man. Yeah. That is tough. That's yeah. gotta be somewhere that has really good. All right, I'm gonna say I'll go with Harlingen and San Benito, the Battle oh, nice. of the Arroyo, um, and the restaurant would be um, La Playa in Harlingen because it's right. close to the stadium. Great rivalry game, great food. There'll be a packed house, and I'll die a happy man. I think I will go because uh haven't been haven't been to the valley, so that's just one of my bucket list things, by the way. But uh, as far as personal experience goes, com- combining food, rivalry, and stadium, I think it's the Taco Shack Bowl. Mm. Go see House Park. <laughs> Is go Taco Shack rival. good? Is that a good? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> see, Taco Shack's not your restaurant. Taco Shack? No, 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 no. <laughs> then I'll drive just down the road, go get a Hutz hamburger, and I'll yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I was. I thought you might say Maynard, Maynard v. Elgin, but they don't play anymore. So. No, yeah, Maynard v. Elgin. I mean, that, that, I would love to see that. Ish, your again. thoughts on Elgin? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great town full of great people, right? Yep. That's exactly what he thinks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Joe, good, good sausage. Yeah, right. Yeah. Joe Veracruz asks, have you been to the Royce City Stadium? Both Step and I have been there. Yeah. I believe I was trying to recruit Step to Dave Campbell's one time when I we were at Royce City Texas together. Texarkana, Liberty Ilo, and Carrollton Ranch View. Thursday night, area round playoff game. Man, yeah. look at that. Texarkana, Liberty Ilo had that defensive end and went to Texas. No, it was uh, – was, uh, you're wrong. It was Sanger. No, it was Sanger. Yeah, yeah it wasn't Ranch View. It was Sanger. It was Sanger and Legarian Carson almost killed a guy. Yeah, Legarian Carson. <laughs> yeah, almost. He, I think there was a, a murder on the field. I, th- was, I think that's literally what we said I in the press box. I genuinely was concerned that that kid might be dead. Yeah. That's how hard he got Royce hit. Royce City is very nice. And the, the hospitality in Royce City is really good. It's yeah. become a really, really big go-to uh, neutral site playoff spot. It's there's, a really good spot. You know there's a Bucky's in Royce City now, too. Yeah, or is it Royce City? Is it hmm. Terrell? Or no, there's one in Royce City. On, there's oh, one okay. in Terrell already. Okay. Oh. They just built one right on, right across the – I know this wow. is blasphemy, but that seems like too many Buckies. <laughs> but now you can, you, if you're going out on 30, you can go to Buckies. I know. If you're going out on 20, 20 you can go, go to Buckies. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, Russell Wilburn asked the important questions here. Matt, what Trinity Valley game are you going to this year? I don't believe I'm going <gasps> to a Trinity Valley game this year. <gasps> what kind of alum are you? I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I usually go to the uh, the very first the the battle the battle in the valley where they play like they play like on August 24th I think. Um, I may have some personal things going on, mm-hmm. nothing bad, but just may have some personal things going on that I can't make it to. And they're zero and three when I show up, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. So it's it's always nice to go. I mean, Athens is kind of a second home to me because because of my time in, in Athens. Um, and everybody's really nice. The SID, uh, Benny Rogers is great. Always is real hospitable. 
but they're 0-3 when I show up. So I think this year I'm going to take the year off. So go Cards. <laughs> Valley up. It's clearly you uh, jinxing everything. Yeah, it's my right. fault that I show up. Yeah. Of course, when I showed up last year, we were playing Fat Pat Tops Drop, and I was like, this is <laughs> they, yeah, knew, right. they knew you were showing up, yeah. so we got to get some I know. Gotta get some, get some rap in, in there. Yeah. Uh, Tim Guzman asks, thoughts on District 12-6A? This is, of course, the Temple-Waco Mid- Midway District. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think Midway is still the favorite. Um Temple's got some questions, but they're super young at skill spots. But that wide receiver, Quentin Johnston, is unbelievable. Um, but I just I want Temple's got some question marks. Um, after that, I think Belton still gets the nod for third, just from a sheer numbers standpoint. Mm-hmm. And Belton has something that the Colleen schools don't have, and that's depth up front in the trenches. Now they may not have it for very long. Once the second high school opens up, it's going to kind of really hurt them. They might drop back down to five A at that point. But for now, Belton's got the numbers edge. They've had over they're the biggest school in the district by far. Yeah. I think that fourth spot, um, I lean to Copper's Cove. You gotta remember Jack Alvarez didn't get to Cove until May. It was late. Mm-hmm. Like late, it was late, May. Late. That's I broke that coaching change from Canada, I remember that. <laughs> I was literally in Canada when I got the text. So uh, uh but I, he got there late. They, they they had spring ball. He didn't this is he had a full off season this year and you could tell Cove got better as the year went along last year. I lean to Cove, but I, I don't think the I think the gap between Belton Cove and the Colleen schools, Colleen High, Ellison, and Shoemaker, I think are all kind of right there. You could take three through seven and mix them up and mash them up in whatever way you want. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, you won't make any friends in Temple with that assessment, but that's okay. Uh, Prove me wrong, yeah, Temple. Blue, I, I mean, I, I, blue front, white back is the best, but you yeah. know, the way last year ended, and then. You know, Midway kind of mid, even last year before Temple collapsed, Midway beat them. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you got to give the nod to Midway. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Daniel Agnew asks, "I have a feeling Desoto blows out Permian in Week One. Do you think I'm wrong?" No, no. <laughs> Permian's got a lot of question marks. Yeah. Permian, Permian They're lost. They're replacing to, a ton. Yeah, and this game's in Desoto. Yeah. It's Claude Mathis's first game. He's going to be fired up. The team is going to be fired up, and I think things have stabilized a little bit in Desoto. Um, They've gotten some kids that they lost back that were like at private schools and now have yeah. come back because Bishop Dunn is kind of just there's been a mass Dissolving. exodus. Yeah. yeah, so I think Desoto is probably yeah I'd say Desoto two to two to three touchdowns. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, Ed McElroy asks, uh, "This is funny." Uh, he goes, uh, "Maybe the wrong group to say this to, but the Little League uh, Southwest Regional is on Longhorn Network all weekend. Midland Nor- Midland Northern just beat Oklahoma eleven four. Where do we all stand on the uh, Little League World Series? Are we in or are we out? If it, if a Texas team is involved, and if a Texas team makes it to Williamsport, mm-hmm. I'm at least mildly interested. I'm not probably not gonna watch the games on TV, but if it comes across on Twitter, I'll I've always been- you know? I've always been pro uh, in general. Like I've always been like, it's it's kind of cool. It's like a, a it's a dead sports time. It's so. a dead sports time, so it's like perfect. And it's like I feel like there's something about it that's not like because usually sometimes when you watch like these things on TV, you feel a little exploitative about like you know the mm-hmm. kids and all. There's it's a, it just seems pure. It yeah. seems like all the kids love being there. All the kids work hard to be there, and it's just like a little fun little tournament. I remember when uh, Lufkin was there a couple of years ago. Yeah. We were all tweeting at Des Bryant. You know, yeah. Des was tweeting. Des was like locked in. Yeah. So Des doesn't have a whole lot going on right now. So always, Lufkin made cool. it back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not. A, I'm not anti Little League World Series. I mean, I'll I, watch it if it's on. The I'm Texas not, team not. is playing. I'm definitely interested. Sure. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Very homerish of me. <laughs> 
Hey, I love Texas. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't blame you. Uh, there's that's pretty much the stance here. I, I don't know how I feel about it 100. percent I mean, I used to watch it all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, when I was a kid, I was locked in. It's, it's a, I mean, it's because it's an ESPN broadcast. Like it's, it's, a, it's like a legit broadcast. It for is these, for these games. It's a bit, of, and you're right. It's a bit of a dead period for sports. But I have to say that my soccer love has has mm-hmm. kind of helped fill that void. We're watching mm-hmm. preseason matches right sure. now, and then this week it starts. I mean, yeah. Like yeah. The, We've got some of the exhibitions and like full full games in two weeks, so mm-hmm. eh, you know. Um, but I like that Ed's into it. Ed's got lots of uh, interesting sports uh, hobbies that he <laughs> likes. Uh, Richard Cummings goes, "Y'all are killing me each week with the barbecue before lunchtime." Can Lufkin beat Longview this year? Yeah, it's in Lufkin. They can. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a weird game, man. Yeah. Rivalry, weird rivalry games can do anything can happen. And yeah. Lufkin at the skill spots is really good. I know we we saw them at seven on seven, and they look their skill kids. Look, one of their safeties just got an offer from Texas. Yep. Uh, Jaron Thompson, I think, is his name. And the they look great at the skill spots, but but they've got questions up front. And I wonder if Longview, especially their defensive line, is just going to dominate a very young Lufkin offensive line. So. Uh, but the game's in Lufkin. Abe Martin Stadium is a tough place to get a win, and that place will be packed, and Lufkin will have them on their turf. So, yeah, it's anything can happen. Yeah, all right, that's fair. Um, man, people are asking too many questions for me to keep up with right now. <laughs> Sorry, Max. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I love you-ish. I'm actually going <laughs> to tag team a couple of these together. Ed asked another question, but I'm going to tag it on to Gabriel J, who has asked this question six times, so he's lucky that I'm even including Uh-oh. it. Because Gabriel, don't ask questions multiple times in the chat. I see them all. Please stop. Yes. He Max, says Max is omnipotent. He says thoughts on the Carthage Bulldogs. Uh, look, if you're a Carthage fan and you're asking me your thoughts on, uh, we're not stupid. They're one of the best teams <laughs> of all time. They're like, great. They're, they're an incredible <laughs> program, and they're good every year. Yeah, we'll so that's my them. thought. Yeah, we'll be talking my about thought after is, Thanksgiving. My thought is they're one of the eight best teams in 4A every year, and they might win it most years. Yeah. Like, yeah. what do you? What else do you want? Yeah. Second, but the follow-up to that, right. which I think is relevant and gets us off of my anger rant, is Ed, Ed asks your thoughts on Carthage versus Pleasant Grove. Now, this is an extremely intriguing game. Super intriguing. Yeah. Because last year, Pleasant Grove feels like they should have won that game. Mm. And it's in Texarkana this year. Um, it would not surprise me. I, still early. And that game's in week six. Yeah. So a lot can happen between now and week six. Um, which, by the way, the Texarkana people are really on to me about going to that game. It's just hard for me what to make a score last year? Oh, 28-21. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Pleasant Grove like, was, was driving and they fumbled. Cause they basically played keep away mm-hmm. with that wing T offense. Sure. Uh, so... I'm reserving my right to pick that game until week six just because if one – I mean, one injury could sure. totally make the difference. But if I picked it right now, if they were to play week one, uh, I'd probably actually lean a little bit to Pleasant Grove just because the game's in Pleasant Grove, very slightly. But I'm fair. sure that'll be a game that gets previewed in the week six preview. Oh, I think we'll have yeah. plenty of coverage. <laughs> but it's going it, it, to yeah. be a great game. It's going to be a great game. Yeah. Rob Hadaway with a uh, follow-up to the food question to tag on to. He says, where do I eat in Odessa when Southlake goes to play Mojo? Do you know Odessa spots? Odessa's Stop. not a great food town. It's not a great It's not a great much other than football no, town. No, yeah. it's really not. It's kind of – Midland's better. Yeah, Midland is uh, much oh, better. Yeah, Brought that, to you that, by that, our friends at Midland. Yes, visit Midland. Yeah. Visit Midland. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. That Talk about our friends yeah. in Odessa. Screw Odessa. Go to Midland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, the, that's the new tagline for visit From Midland. your friends at Visland, visit yes. Midland and Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Um, <laughs> there. Uh, there's a place I like in Odessa called White House Meat Market. It's kind of like an old school butcher shop. But they okay. sell bur- they make burgers. Mm-hmm. 
White House Meat Market in Odessa. Get a burger. A burger's a good pregame meal. That's sure. a good thing to get pregame. Yeah. So White House Meat Market. Yeah. Uh, Matt Solis is also trying my patience with his number of questions about Quero. Uh, but he's a big Quero fan, so we'll give it to him. And he's around here a lot. So he goes, thoughts on the Gobblers? Uh, how far do you think they can go in the playoffs? They're not going to – look, they're, gonna, they're not going to be as good as they were last year. Right. And, and I'm – And that's not even like – that's not even just saying, oh, there's no Jordan Winnington. There's no a lot of seniors. From yeah. That they, like, lost, they, they, they lost Grant. Good, they lost yeah. two Division One players. Yeah. Trey Moore on that defensive line. Yeah. Like. yeah. So – the the good thing if you're a Quero fan is Region Four Division Two is super manageable. So although I don't think Quero is going to be near as good as they were last year, and their record probably won't be near as good because they'll probably drop a couple of games in non district. Um, I still think they're probably they're them Wimberley and Navarro the three favorites to win the region. Yeah, yeah. and they get so, Navarro and Wimberley at the end of the season, so yeah, they could build some momentum going in. Now I don't like their chances against West Orange, Jasper, or Silsby in right. the state semifinals. But hey, if you make the state semifinals in a bad year, that's that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they're going to be down. Yeah. I mean, there's no question. Yeah. Uh, Steven Smith asks, any 4A teams you're excited to see? Steven, Steven, Steven. You came to the right place, my friend, because I want to see <laughs> the Max all. Thompson corner. <laughs> I want to yeah. see all the 4A teams because 4A is my favorite. Um, and I will say, I don't want to get, year. I don't want to get Brent Holman's. Uh, hopes up, uh-oh, uh-oh. but we have definitely circled. Uh, if you if you caught our uh, if you go to TexasFootball.com and you caught our thirty games we're excited about this season, Graham Decatur. If mm. you like points, yes. Would you like a game <laughs> with lots of points? And I Decatur. think you like. Points, oh, don't you, Max? I love you burn, it down, burn it down. Burn yeah. it down. Football is yeah. Max's favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Decatur at Graham. That is going to be points on points on points. You've got two great quarterbacks, Roman Fuller, Hunter Lanham, I mean, and great weapons around them. A.J. Martinez for Decatur doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, that's going to be a lot of points. And but Graham just, brings back everyone. They bring back everyone. <laughs> and Decatur should should still click on offense. They've got the key pieces there on offense to just keep slinging it around. And the way that the offense is built, I don't see it dropping off a whole lot. Roman Fuller is a guy who put up insane numbers last year after a really slow start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cause remember, he wasn't supposed to be the quarterback. He wasn't supposed last to be the quarterback. Decatur's other yeah. quarterback went straight baseball. Yeah, he, he switched to baseball yeah. over the summer. So, uh, man, yeah. Uh, there's a ton of 4A teams. Look, La Vega Argyle, that's a great game. Yeah. Literally, uh, the, any, any uh, game that includes Paris is going to be a good mm-hmm. game. Paris, Paris is a, fun is a team, team to watch. That, you know, not a lot of people talk about, but they're really good. Um, I think Giddings plays Navarro this year. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. kind of interested in that one. Yeah. Right. Giggs had a great year last year. Yeah, twelve and one. Twelve and one. Coach Griffin does a great job over there. Uh, there's just any any like I said, La Vega Argyle. See a Paris game. We already talked about Carthage and Pleasant Grove. We haven't even mentioned teams like Gilmer, who mm-hmm. are always good. Yeah. Um, Midlothian Heritage is now like established as a team that makes it three or four rounds deep all the time, uh, and they're going to La Vega at one point this year, I believe. As yes, well. La Vega's schedule's insane. They, they go yeah. to Texarkana. Yeah, they're playing Argyle. They're yeah. playing Midlothian Heritage. Yeah. They're they're going to be battle. Yeah. I got a few. Now, I have the Hipster Picks article coming yeah. later in August. You do. Uh, so you'll get to see some of my Hipster Picks there. But I'll tell you, uh, Dumas and Canyon in the Panhandle, yeah. that's a great game. That is a good game. I'm super fired up to see how good Laferia La down in the Rio Grande Valley is going to be. Talking yeah. about the Rio Grande Valley, yeah. uh, Laferia went three deep last year, and they bring back, I think, 18 starters. That's and a few. They got a shot. <laughs> they beat Laferia beat Needville in the second round of the playoffs last year. Like, they're legit. And Region Four is is kind of wide open with Liberty Hill kind of being a little bit down just because they lost so much. Yeah, right. I, mean, I think so Laferia can compete. I think Lampasas and Liberty Hill will be another fun game. 
That's going to be, yeah, because you got Ace Whitehead I versus, La- I mean, Lamp. I think versus the slot T. Yeah, because Lampasses, I want to say, I can't remember if that game was close last year, but I know everybody's back from Lampasses, yeah. basically. I think Lampasses and Lavernia will be a fun game, too. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot. You know, four, four A is, is. No, yeah, Liberty Hill rocked Lampasses last year. Yeah. So the, all those guys are back, and they're going to want to mm-hmm. they're gonna want to get back out. A little revenge. So <laughs> those are a few teams I'm excited to see. Yeah, I think those are good. Um, Marcus Gutierrez, maybe you've heard of him. Who's that guy? I know. H-Town's finest. He's H-Town's finest, and he's a little late to the conversation because he wants to know when the step Texas high school football schedule will be released. Tonight, Marcus. Yes, tonight. Come on. The show starts at noon. You're killing I'll, me. I'll release my week one schedule before the show. I'll, I'll tell you. I, I told you my Thursday. That'll be your, that'll be your step tease? Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll release week one on, the, on here. <laughs> uh, Orlando Ames asks, what's some of y'all's favorite small school rivalries? Oh, that's a good one. What, what I guess the best nickname four a, four a and below. Yeah, I'd say four a and below. The four best below. nickname is the Kraut Bowl. That is uh, Lindsay versus Munster. Yes, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that's yes, um, Snyder and Sweetwater is a great one. Yeah, they mm-hmm. hate each other. Yeah, they don't play it anymore. But Mahea and Grossbeck was a. Ton- I went to that Heck game two yeah. years ago. You went to the last one they played, right? Yeah, they're yeah. Gonna, they're going to renew the series next year, I believe. Talking to Coach Sandoval, he's got that the Battle of the River, and they literally take the sign from the river. <laughs> From each side of the field, that's awesome. The post game, that was a fun one. Um, I think I grew up with uh, Yo Rockdale. Oh, yeah, Battle, Battle of the Bell. Bell. Yeah, Battle I grew up in that one. So huge. that was that was always one of my favorites. Yeah, um, I know. There's uh, all those little Southeast Texas rivalries are, mm-hmm. are always fun. Um, those are those are good ones, and I think Poth in Falls City is another fun one. I think that's got a, a Polish. Then they may call it like the Polish Bowl or something, <laughs> you know. So. That's a fun one as well. So those are a few that stand out to me. Yeah, those are good picks. Uh, I guess Bay City El Campo counts, right? Yeah, Bay City. Yeah, El, El, El Campo Wharton, Bay City yeah. El Campo. Yeah. Cuero Yoko. So those is those are big small one. enough, so yeah. I, I think we'll include them. Uh, Richard Cummings says he used to love watching Alto versus Groveton back in the day. That's a great shout right there. Yeah, they're not far from each other. Either. No. Uh, Rob Hadaway, our man in Southlake, wants to know your thoughts on Southlake Carroll with Ewers at quarterback this year. Is there any chance they could win district over Geyer? I think there's a, yeah, there's a great yeah. chance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Geyer's been inconsistent. Yeah, Geyer yeah. on paper looks great, but, you know, they, gotta, yeah. they, gotta, they need, to, need to prove it. So, I mean, yeah. I think at worst they finished second in that district. I mean, at right. worst. And they're, they're going to be the top seed, even though – even. Even if they finish second, Geyer's going to go Division Two. South Lake's likely going to go Division One, so they're still going to get the top seed. The problem is that for South Lake is they're going to have to go through Dunkerville at some point if they go Division One, and that gap was pretty wide last year. Yeah, pretty wide. You'll never believe who's lurking, but Valerie Sandoval says, "Who has the Battle of the River sign now?" I believe the Mahaya Black Cats do oh because Frank Sandoval's first ever win as a head coach. Yeah, this guy was there, and I took yeah. a picture with him after the game. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was fun. I'd love that when Valerie Valerie lurks. She's the best. It's hilarious. She's uh, way smarter than her husband, too. <laughs> she watches the show. That's the goal. That's yeah. the goal. That's what you want, right? Rick yeah. White says, uh, I hear the Par- – he's our man down in Euless. He says, I hear the Paris Wildcats will have the best team they've had in years and four. They will. You should see them. They are hard-hitting, fast-playing, tough dudes. They were about it's, the only team last year that physically could, could handle, like, handle La Vega. Vega. Mm-hmm. They, they, now, they, not handle them, but at least – Right. Stay with them. Not get not, not get knocked over. Not get yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Completely yep. steamrolled. They are tough. The problem is for a division one is brutal, y'all. They gotta go through La Vega. Brutal. And then hey, if you get to beat a La Vega, you get to play Argyle. Yeah. So, so right. it won't be easy. It really won't, but they definitely have some dudes. They're now, a fun team to watch. They do get Argyle in Paris this year. Yeah. Hmm. If they could beat Argyle, yeah. they would at least be on the opposite side of La Vega yeah. bracket. So yeah. maybe that helps them a little bit. 
Our man Andrew Christensen says, best regular season game you've ever been to, Matt Step. Ooh, best regular season game I've ever been to. I always my, – my number one has not changed. It has not been beaten yet. It is uh, Liberty right. Hill versus Wimberley, 2006 at Wimberley, overtime in a thunderstorm. Whew. Uh, and I had to chase uh, Coach Nelms off the field be- to get my quotes and try to write on wet paper oh, good times. to get my quotes and hide under trees mm-hmm. to try and get them on deadline. And not get struck by lightning? Uh, yes. Yeah. That was, and it was one of those games, it was a slow build, but at the end it was just all fireworks. Wimber- yeah. Wimberley was exhausted, couldn't stop the slot T, and Liberty Hill couldn't stop the, the passing the attack. Spread, yeah, yeah <laughs> it, was just, it was just back and forth, up and down the field. They all looked tired. Then the skies opened up, and it got even more chaotic. Great game great game for me i would have to say there was a stephenville alito game that i went to when jonathan gray was at alito in stephenville it was week one mm-hmm. and now thankfully tarleton's rebuilt their redone their stadium but yeah. the the press box was facing the sun oh god and it was like a hot box because it's a concrete <laughs> press box and it was so hot Sweating. in the press box it yeah. was miserable it was a great game stephenville ended up scoring late and upsetting alito yeah. it was one of the years alito won i think yeah. it was gray's junior or senior year yeah and they beat him, but it was like it was like a forty-eight, forty-five game. It was unreal, great game. Oh, probably regular season. That's probably the best regular season game I've ever seen. See, I don't have I don't have the depth that you guys do. Yeah. So uh, more years. Yeah, more I mean, years that's a, a nice way of saying we're old. Right. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> but um, my first ever game I covered for the Daily Record was it wasn't it something I was expecting. It was East Central San Marcos. Okay, fifty-nine, fifty-six. Wow. David Hamilton okay. hit six touchdowns rushing, almost four hundred yards rushing on the ground. And it was insane. It was he obviously went on to start UT as a shortstop, but um, and now he's with the Brewers, I believe. Uh, but yeah, it was like I was like, okay, this should be pretty fun. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm watching those are the ones when you don't expect. Performances, it, you know, yeah, when you when you don't expect those great games and right. you get it, you always remember those because yeah. you're pl- so pleasantly surprised. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what happened with me too. I mean, I expected a good game, but yeah, that then was, you're like, oh, uh, this is insane. It was insane. <laughs> Uh, Shelly Straley says, how do you feel about the Lampasas Badger and Liberty Hill matchup this year? I mean, look, it's the best chance they're going to have for a while for yeah. it to be a yeah. good one. I mean, yeah. this Lampasas team is loaded by yeah. Badger standards, and Liberty Hill's got to rebuild a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you know? the, can Lampasas stop the, the slot team? Yeah. That's yeah, all, it's, that's, all about, that's all, yeah. it's all about – I mean, I think that was one of the games on our 30 games to watch yeah. Yeah, online. It is. So it up on Texas football. I think Lampasas right will score points. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, somebody will also stop. score points. Yeah. Yeah. Stop or two. So. Ace Whitehead, baby. Yeah. Uh, Slot T is the devil. It around. But that's that is the problem. Defensive de- discipline. I mean, I could see that being a shootout. And uh, and look, Liberty Hill's been in that position more often than not. But it's an exciting one for and the first time. If you're going to get years. Liberty Hill, get it. Get this, it in is this is the year, year to get him. And with your best squad, uh, mm-hmm. this is an exciting Lampasas team. I mean, it's hard not to get excited about what they're doing. Uh, they looked great and set. I mean, just the, yeah. just the eyeball test. Yeah, they looked. I was like, they look yeah. good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Miziel goes to your point about soccer. How do you feel about the Community Shield? I don't. It's it's. If you win, shield. sure, sure. I'm more. I mean, I'm more excited about the Europa Cup or whatever the heck it is. Oh, the Super Cup. The Super Cup. Yeah, yeah that's the pretty UA fun. The Super Cup. Uh, if, yeah, I'd like Liverpool to beat Chelsea in that. That's a fun trophy. I don't really care about the large dinner plate that you get for winning the Community Shield. Right. <laughs> I also don't. Like City counting that as one of their four trophies last year. That doesn't count. They did not. Seems they low, did not win a low rent. Yeah, they did not G- win the quadruple. GTFO. Yeah, yeah. They won the local. What's it? The domestic treble. I guess yeah, is what it's. Yeah, yeah, they don't count. Don't that count the community count. shield. That doesn't count. Uh, Rob asks, does Naaman Forest turn it around this year? Well, they got some rebuilding to do now that their coach left. Yeah, and I mean they weren't. It wasn't like Naaman Forest was bad last year. No, you know, so yeah. they're they're kind of a middling team in Garland ISD. So. Um, 
you know, they had the, they had the one year they went eight and three, but even their best year they lost in the first round of playoffs. So, you know, the problem for Naaman Forest this year is Coach Prowlis got there late. They already had spring ball. So he's basically having to inherit everything that Coach Sedberry did. And the middle pack of Garland ISD is going to be better this year. Like, Garland should be a lot better. North Garland is going to have one of their best teams in years. Wiley is still Wiley. They're tough. And then, you know, Lakeview's got Kamar Wheaton and one of their better teams. Mm-hmm. So that middle middle pack of the Garland ISD is going to be real tough to deal with. Yeah. Uh, I ran Brent Holman. Uh, he said, what do you guys think about flag football versus tackle football at a younger age with dads teaching wrong techniques and learning bad habits? Or pl- are – is playing flag until the kids are taught the right way in junior high trained by coaches. I look, my stance on this is that yes, you should, yeah. w- they don't need to tackle until they're in junior high. Yeah, right. Seventh grade. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that every junior high coach is, is Vince Lombardi and will right. teach you perfect technique, but I am going to go on a limb and say more than half of the dads are doing a bad job at teaching technique. to huh. keep Kids safe. Right. Yeah. yeah. As someone who went through youth football, like, right. Yeah. It's, it's and, all, they just, no offense to all the dads out there. No, but not for a lack of trying. Right, yeah. right, yeah. exactly. But yeah. don't know. I went through youth football. Yeah. You, they only care about how hard you hit. Yeah, they only care yeah. about they how hard see you big hit. Big hits and yeah. it's just it's just it's like, like yeah. Some yeah. kid gets a woozy. It's like oh yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. It's, it's. I'm no know. doctor, but I would think you'd want to limit at a young that the young brain is right. kind of fragile. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I just don't think you want to at that age. I mean, even seventh grade, maybe a little. I think I played. I, think I started it. playing youth football in fourth grade. Yeah, and it's like, like and it was count, it was full contact, <laughs> and half the time the equipment doesn't fit right. No, it's yeah. hand-me-down it's, equipment. Yeah, it's, it's not just, good. I, flag football is fine until you get to seventh grade. Put the pads on, play yeah. real football. I, I get it. I, I would if I had. I don't have any sons. Yeah, but if I had a son, I me personally, I would not let him play tackle football until seventh grade. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the safest yeah. and smartest move for any community. Look, they're going to be once they once they get there. Let them loose, baby. Yeah. Get them taught the right way and let them have some fun. But until go. then, there's no reason. Let them play flag football, basketball, soccer, baseball. Do yeah. it all when you're a kid. Man. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Christopher, mega JT fan. Thoughts on 7-5A Division One this year? John Tyler's a team to beat. Yeah. Uh, I think Poteet's right there. Yeah. I mean, they, they were close last year. I, I think John Tyler's the team to beat. They got him in Tyler this year. Um, you know, John Tyler beat Poteet last year on that crazy last-second touchdown <laughs> at uh, Memorial Stadium. Mm-hmm. They got him at Rose this year. So, uh, John Tyler's got some questions, especially at the quarterback spot, I think. But um, I still think they get the edge over uh, Poteet right now. The problem for John Tyler is, is, is they, you know, the region's still tough, too. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if last year was their opportunity. I, I really wonder. I don't think John Tyler this year is going to be as good as they were last year. Oh, man. Don't, Sorry. You're going to get those folks. I know, us. but I, I just don't see it. Joe's coming it. for you, Step. I know. Mm. Nathan Castro asks, can East Bernard dethrone Newton this year? Can they? Sure. Yeah, they almost I mean, did last year. They almost did it last <laughs> year. And I don't know if Newton's going to be as good as this year. I will, I'll give, the, I'll give uh, East Bernard some credit here. I feel like they have the right way to play Newton down. Let's, yeah, let's we, extend the game. Let's drag right. it out mm-hmm. and then hope we not land one big punch at the end. Yeah. They dang near did it they, last year. Yeah, we were really – we, we were, of, we, we were yeah. glued to that game. It was yeah, a lot of Darwin year, yeah. Barlow like yeah. bailing, the, bailing yeah, Newton out. That was <laughs> the story at the end of the season for them in general. Yeah, I think, if you're gonna, it, it, I think this is a great – now, East Bernard's got some holes to fill too, but I think – that Newton Newton's definitely not invincible. Mm-hmm. No. We don't know. I mean, here's the thing. We know some things about Newton, and obviously we're very high on them just because of who they are uh, heading into this season. We don't think the transition with Drew Johnson is going to be a big deal because we feel like his dad taught him a lot, and he was in that chair a lot. And we mm-hmm. think they got enough pieces coming back that they're going to be pretty good. 
I do know that Coach Johnson, before he knew what the ranking was, was convinced that people were going to underrate them this year. So I'm sure when he saw the magazine, he was thrilled yeah, sure. that <laughs> we, we ranked them number one and are picked to make the state championship game again. But, look, East Bernard's a great program, and it, it just takes one game. Yep. And they came dang close last year. So No reason so. to think they can't. Pull, pull it off this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. We've got about five minutes left, less than that. So this is lightning round because we've got something like nine questions. Oh, God. Yeah. Kirby Steffi asked, Thought on, thoughts on the Brownwood Lions and their district this year? It's really <laughs> tough. <laughs> it's a tough really district. Tough. Uh, I think third place yeah. is probably reasonable. Yeah. I think yeah. La Vega and China Spring are right there at the top. Yeah. Clearly the two best teams. But Brownwood, yeah. we got third place. La Vega might be just as good this year as they were last year, and that is bad news for the rest of 4A. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be tough. Uh, I basically just say survive that game and stay healthy, and you'll mm-hmm. you'll have won something there. Uh, Phil Vaney says, how big is the South Seth Jones transfer to Shadow Creek? Look, Shadow Creek doesn't need any help. So there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're going to be really good again. They're going to be really good. Yeah. I don't know. I, they don't need any help. So more help is nice. I yeah. mean, that's that's the full stop there. The Shadow Creek's going to be great. So yeah. I I know uh, Phil feels like you you hate my questions today. I don't. Uh, it's more just kind of like, man, y'all are good. I don't really know yeah. what yeah. else to tell you. Yeah. Uh, a good player. Right. It's like yeah. it's like Kendrick Blackshaw going to Dunkinville. Oh, they're yeah. they're going to be good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what does change. that what does that mean for Dunkinville? Well, they're really good and they're going to be good. Yeah. I, you know, like <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The rich get richer. Uh, Patrick Abraham asked, does Haynes King and DeMond Demas make Texas A&M competitors in the SEC in the future? This is my problem with recruiting. We don't know. Yeah. They're both great high school players, and I know that every college gets super excited when they land their top prospects. Neither guy could end up being anything. Yeah, it's it's, it's a crapshoot. So to to take the leap and say, will that make them competitors in the SEC? God. That's like 40 steps away. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot to put on these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, we both – look, hey, this is the Haynes King Appreciation Society. I yes. think we've been talking about him longer than just about anyone in the state. We were excited when he took over uh, as a sophomore at Longview. But that's a lot to ask of these kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, are they great gets for A&M? Yes. Does it make them stronger going forward? Are they kids they absolutely want to have in their program? No doubt, man. Yep. They're both crazy special. But you can't sit here and go, oh well, now they're going to be tough in the yeah. tougher in the SEC. That's, that's way. Lo- there's a lot. You're you're going from step one to step ten without going to two, step two, yeah. two through nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, there's a lot that, between. And guys, there's twenty some kids in every class, and yeah. and you'll be surprised by the ones that do big things sometimes, and surprised by the ones who don't. Mm-hmm. The class matters more than two guys. It's just, I mean, they both end up being really special. But it's a lot to ask at this point. I thought Garrett Gilbert was a surefire. Everyone did. Yeah, and then you got yeah. Texas in. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember one week at Lake Travis being there when Jim Harbaugh, Stoops, and Mac Brown all came through to talk to Garrett Gilbert. I mean, like, <laughs> what, what more do you want? Yeah. Right. You know, like Everyone missed on him. Yeah. You know? So, it, it happens. It's just, like, it's tough. Um, Richard Cummings, I grew up in Lufkin, and the crowd is great every game. What town do you guys like watching a game at the where the, where the crowd is especially outstanding? Ooh. Any Valley crowd is great. Yeah. South Texas in general. Alice. Yeah. Alice has unbelievable You will be crowds. stunned once you go south of San Antonio to the into the Valley. It's the, rabid. It's, the, Didn't the you see Beeville play Lake Travis one year at the Alamo Dome? Beeville and Alice both played Lake Travis in the Alamo Dome in back-to-back years, and I swear to God it scared the crap out of Lake Travis for at least a few minutes in those games how loud those crowds yeah. got. <laughs> uh, Nederland and Port Natchez Groves both bring great crowds as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Beeville yeah. was up fourteen nothing to start the game against Lake Travis. Oh, I, bet oh, the, wow. I bet those Trojan fans. And were, you, you, did you hear anything in the Alamo Dome? No, <laughs> you couldn't, I couldn't hear myself think. The ground was shaking, and they're just filling one side of the bowl. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Like, and it was so loud. 
Uh, that Longview crowd of the state championship that was game unreal. is probably the best yeah. single game crowd yeah. I've ever seen. Oh, too. sure. Uh, Kim Waters, what's the toughest two A district in your opinion? This is a st- or a Ishmael question because he put together two A section. Um, that district there, there's a two A. Uh, I mean the sh- the where Furio and Shiner aren't this aren't in the same district. No, anymore. it's a region. No, region. But Sh- Shiner's district is still really good. I want to yeah. say it might be that one. Fifteen two A. I think it's fifteen two yeah. A division one. Yes. And there's a there's a two A division uh, two actually, district. Maybe not. With, uh, I'll tell you that Canadian district's tough. This isn't that the one with Spearman and everyone else. Oh, three A. Sorry, yeah. that's right. God, I keep thinking these teams are still in two A. There's one, and also yeah. it's it's got it's I got, got Holland and Thrall yeah. and Thorndale. It's a really yeah. deep district. Yeah. Hearns in there, yeah. I think. That's a deep district. Yeah. So I, I know the Shiner one was the first one that came to mind, and then the the one with uh, Albany and Hamlin in it is really good. Yeah, too. that's yeah, really that's tough too. Yeah, the Hamlin folks. They're excited because we picked them higher than Albany this year. The Albany folks, not thrilled. They're mad. They're very mad. Yes. I and rightfully never, so. I don't mind. Here's the thing about the Albany fans. They are legit. I have been to games where they will come find us if we picked against them, and they will not let us not hear about it. Yeah. It's pretty in- impressive slash terrifying. Okay. Yeah. A couple more questions. Uh, Jordan Angle, how do we feel about the soccer season starting up in Europe in a couple weeks? Who are we all supporting? The correct answer is Liverpool. And Mm. stop. If you want to watch a loser, be excited about Arsenal. (laughs) If you want to watch a Ferrari humming down the track. And then slide off into the gravel. Arsenal Arsenal is here for you. It hit 120. It doesn't matter. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. Uh, it'll be it'll be entertaining. It yeah. will be entertaining. I'll give you that. But Jordan's a Liverpool man, so he he was is a rigged question from the beginning. Mm. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Andrew Christensen says, "Can we have more step ish and Max shows burn?" Wow. No. Oh. No, you cannot. No. Sorry. Very, very nice of you, but no, you cannot. <laughs> uh, Mizell asks, "Of the twenty-four teams to make AT&T Stadium last December, which is the likeliest to repeat, and which has the biggest drop off?" Look, I'll tell you. Maybe more than any other year, there are a lot of those teams have got a good shot of getting back. Yeah, a lot. Who got the biggest drop off? I mean, it might be one of the six man schools, right? Like, like, yeah, uh, who was it? Uh, Follett, Milford, uh, Mil- losing Tehran Smith, Milford, Follett. <laughs> yeah. I think Milford will still be good. Fall. I don't know how much Follett loses, but again, a lot of those kids didn't play in the game too because of they suspensions. Trouble, yeah. So, man, I don't know. I mean, look, Groover loses some, but they've got Jalen Conyers back. Yeah, yeah. Conyers. they just be a one man wrecking machine. I could see it. Louis. Quero loses. Uh, Quero might be the Quero one. Is, Quero, might Quero be is the one. first one that comes to mind, but yeah. it's one of those ones where you go, "Is there someone else that I just I should think about more?" But I really I think it's Quero, and that's yeah. honestly more to say. It says more about the rest of the teams because they're all so freaking good this year. So I, right. I was doing my state kind of title picks just on paper, and I was like, I have way too many teams that are repeating, <laughs> and I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, and a lot of there were so many of those teams that were junior heavy last year, so. Uh, if I had to say one, the most likely to get back, probably Alito, just because their their path, yeah, is yeah. not very tough. Yeah, I mean, if compared compared to other groups, I'd say right. Alito. Yeah, uh, this has to be the last. Oh, by the way, the two A the two A okay. question was probably District Seven Two A. Okay, De Leon, San oh. Saba, oh, oh yeah, 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 that is tough. Okay, good call. Uh, Better late than never, right? <laughs> um, final question because we got to go. I know you I guys have asked a lot. Yeah, sorry. sorry, everyone. From uh, Demetrius Reitner, what's the odds of Texarkana, Texas High, making the playoffs this year in 5A Division One District 6? I got a shot. I mean, it's a tough district. Yeah, but, you know, top of the district's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, they, they're in the mix for fourth place for sure. Yeah. Uh, best case scenario, probably third, though. Yeah. All right. That's going to uh, do it. You want a week one schedule real quick? Oh, yeah, go for it. All right, week one. 
And the rest of the schedule will be released on Twitter sometime tonight. Uh, <laughs> Thursday night, week one, uh, Garland Naaman Forest at McKinney Boyd uh, at McKinney. Friday night, Argyle at newly remodeled Stephenville's Tarleton Memorial Stadium. Oh. Checking out the new remodel there. Saturday, 11 a.m., Hutto versus West Mesquite yep. at Waco ISD. And then 6 p.m., Third Ward versus Oak Cliff, Houston Yates at Dallas Carter at, Kinca- at Kincaid Stadium. I guarantee you the halftime show will be super entertaining. That is a good call. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, that's a strong band game. You might need. To, oh, might, yeah. might I need know. To, I might need to see you come out there. I'll clear some, clear some, yeah, clear, clear the schedule. schedule a bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for tuning in. We are off tomorrow. Hopefully, we're back Monday when Tepper is back. Uh, and yeah, stay tuned tonight for Steps schedule release, and we'll get more content up on the website through the weekend. Step, do you want to do the honors? Yeah, Vince Young. Come get your player of the year trophy. We will see you guys on Monday on Texas Football Today.